Guys, what is up? Welcome to Annie. Are you okay? The official recap podcast for the Annie Jones Fantasy Football League. Week 12 in the books. We are fast approaching the playoffs. And hey, I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. I had a good Thanksgiving. I watched a fair amount of football, ate a good amount of turkey and other delicious food. And in the spirit of uh, fruitfulness and abundanza, uh, maybe even gluttony. Brentley and I bought a minivan. So it was a huge Thanksgiving for us. We drove to Wilmington. We bought a Honda Odyssey for our growing family. Uh, it's probably the nicest car we'll ever own. And now we're both looking for excuses whenever we can to get out of our house and into the minivan. It's been this constant kind of this this little competition between the two of us to see who can leave the other one at home with our two chaotic boys and go relax in the, the heated seats in the minivan for a few minutes. Uh, I think I'm winning so far, although she, in, in the past couple of days, she's made a good effort. Uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. Let's jump into the scores for this week before we get to our special guest. Really enjoyed the conversation I had with our guest this week, somebody I've been looking forward to talking to all season long, and the conversation didn't disappoint. But hey, surprising race for the lowest score of the week this week. Jamie just edging out Austin uh, as the low scorer on the week. And Jamie lost to Patrick and changes in yarditudes, uh, 124 to 81. Jamie's team continuing to struggle. I mean, you look at Jamie's team and you think to yourself, his running backs are Austin Eckler and Saquon Barkley. His receivers are Waddle, Metcalf, and Olave. And I think, I mean, when I look at Jamie's starting lineup, I'm like, how is this team struggling this much, but it's just a lot of guys who are underperforming. So another tough week for him. His playoff hopes are are getting pretty slim at this point. I don't think that he's mathematically eliminated quite yet, but it's going to be tough for him to get into the playoffs. And meanwhile, Patrick's team just looking more and more solid. Patrick traded for Kyler Murray. That looks like it was a good decision. I didn't think Kyler was going to come back this season. Uh, And when he did, I really didn't think that he was going to do very much. Patrick got 20 points out of Kyler. He got 20 points out of Derrick Henry. He got 20 points out of Devonta Smith uh, and then some solid performances in between. So Patrick's team is looking playoff bound and playoff ready. Never sleep on Patrick Myberg. And we just we learned that season after season. Austin with a with an uncharacteristic rough week. Uh, and he's actually slid down to third place. David uh, jumped up ahead of Austin in the rankings. Uh, Austin loses to Casey and hurts so good. 94 to 82. If Casey's going to have any chance of getting into the playoffs, he needed this win this week and he got that much needed win. Casey with almost 40 points out of Jalen Hurts. Uh, and then basically the rest of his team sucks. But when you get 40 points out of Jalen Hurts and 20 points out of Ramondre Stevenson, who I've now managed to trade away Ramondre Stevenson and Tony Pollard this year to other teams. And boy, would it be nice to have a good running back <laughs> on my roster. But uh, Austin, Patrick Mahomes returning to form with 20 points and, and two TDs. Uh, and his running backs were were fine, but a, a rough week for all of Austin's receivers. Just didn't get much out of his wide receivers. Austin's team is still okay. Austin's team is in the playoffs. 
but he's going to need some of these receivers to step up if he's going to if he's going to make it. Next lowest score and boy, yours truly, what a a continued slide into uh, disaster, uh, into potentially missing the playoffs. If if you told me a couple weeks ago that I was in danger of not even making the playoffs, I would have said you're a fool. But I lost to David, one forty three to ninety five. David's team with a, a the huge high score this week and just looking really good top to bottom. Nobody jumped out as like a, a major, you know, he just had a bunch of guys who scored right in the neighborhood of 20 points. Meanwhile, I mean, Geno Smith is just ruining me. We thought that this guy, I thought that this guy was good after last season and the Seahawks all of a sudden look like a disaster. They're in big trouble as a team. And I have a bunch of Seahawks players on my team. And so I'm in big trouble as well, but kind of another slow week for AJ Brown. And man, I just, I, again, I look at my roster and I think that I should be better than this, but it's been a tough few weeks for me. And just when I needed to have some good weeks, I'm having some really bad weeks. Actually, let's see. No, there is one more score. I I did that out of order because Skank Squad, after after a push for the playoffs for Chuck, I think he is now mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. And Skank Squad lost to Ryan and punch you in the eye, uh, 125 to 85. Ryan sits alone atop the rankings, looks like the clear best team in this league. And and the only, well, I'm not going to say it because Ryan says that he doesn't believe in jinxes. Uh, but I do believe in jinxes. And so I'm not going to say basically the only catastrophic circumstance that could take down Ryan's team. But I think if you look at his roster, we all know what it is. Yeah. Skank squad, you know, you did your best this season. You worked the waiver wire. Your team looks pretty good. If if I had this team in in dynasty, I'd feel really excited about that, but just too, too little, too late. And uh, Chuck's sitting there in 10th place. And uh, let's see next up, Steve, Steve's team, there's something like a podcast performance boost that you get from being the guest on this podcast. And I think Steve's team has been pretty good over the last few weeks. And he scored a meaty 138 points on Thanksgiving week and beat Tracy 138 to 107. Steve finally getting good performances out of his running backs, his his receivers coming together. So he had a good score this week. But again, it's probably one of those too little, too late situations for Steve. In fact, it is one of those situations because Steve's not making the playoffs, but he's, he's playing for pride at this point, And his team is performing the way that it really could have all season long. But it, yeah, it would have been nice if they'd done this in the middle weeks of the season. Tracy, his team is, is solid, but uh, really needed a win this week and didn't get one. Uh, and so Tracy's out of the playoffs as well. Now, Let's let's talk about the matchup of the week. An absolutely stunning outcome. Tyler, for the, the second time in three weeks, barely, barely, barely edging out his opponent, beating Zan 106.36 to 106.18. And if you're keeping track at home, that is a 0.18 differential. And Tyler not only beats Zan, but also sets the median line in the league and so gets a victory against the median as well and now look at tyler all of a sudden he is in seventh place and his team looks better than mine i'm in sixth place and i feel like he's probably going to leapfrog me the injury to jonathan taylor really hurts tyler that one really hurts you probably needed to have zach moss on your team with the way that you're depending on jonathan taylor Uh, but i think ryan picked him up off of waivers who dropped zach moss he was stupid enough to drop that really good handcuff oh 
it was me also. I've had so many good RBs on my team and now I don't have any. What am I doing? But uh, yeah, Zan, another uh, another down week for Justin Fields. You just what what can you do with that guy? You just got to start him and hope for the best. Good score from Raheem Mostert, but it's starting to look like Puka might have been just a flash in the pan. Zan. Meanwhile, Tyler, big score from C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud is kind of carrying Tyler up the rankings over these past few weeks. Two good running back scores as well. Tyler's weak at wide receiver. I'm, I'm not sure what he can do about that at this point. It's going to be a stretch for Tyler if he makes it into the playoffs to really compete. Uh, But what he has done over the second half of this regular season is nothing short of incredible. Let's take a peek at the playoff picture. Ryan, David, and Austin all have the little asterisk next to their name because they have locked in their uh, playoff spot. Uh, Ryan almost certainly going to get that first round bye. It's between uh, David and Austin over these last, uh, what is it, three, two weeks, over these last two weeks to figure out who's going to get that second bye. But David and Austin are both in the playoffs. And then right now, if the playoffs were tomorrow, uh, it would be Patrick in fourth, Zan in fifth, and me in sixth. But man, I'm literally just hanging on by my fingernails here. Uh, if I sneak in, it, it's it's going to be a long shot for me to win any sort of game in the playoffs. But uh, Zan and Patrick pretty solidly in there, but it looks like the people who are still within striking distance, I think, are Tyler, Casey, Jamie, and Chuck. Uh, If those teams finish strong and the people ahead of them falter, most notably me, uh, then they could, any one of those four teams could sneak into the playoffs. So it's going to be an exciting last two weeks here, guys. Good luck. Um, I used to say may the best me win, but that doesn't feel likely anymore. So may the best man win. Uh, And now on to our special guest for the week. Okay, welcoming to the Annie Are You Okay online studio, a man that probably a man whose name has been in the mouth of more of our guests throughout this season than, than any other. And now he's finally here himself to say, put some respect on my name. It's it's Ryan Howe. First place in the league, Ryan. Are you okay? Oh, I'm doing great, Trip. Doing great. <laughs> ah, I'm where I belong. It's it's been it's been a good year, man. It has been a good year, man, and I appreciate that you recognize that it's where you belong. I think I, one of the things that I love about you is that every season you bring that confidence to the table, kind of regardless of where you are. You feel that where you belong is at the top of the rankings, and this year it's finally come to fruition. So. Yeah, we should mention the reason that you're on is because of the remaining guests, you were the low scorer. I guess unless it, it's possible that, that DJ Moore goes off for 30 points or something tonight, and then you would, in fact, be, be the high scorer. But, um, Which is possible. Well, yeah, it definitely is possible. DJ. Dude, so, I mean, tell us, what's your, what's your secret to success? You're sitting there at the top of the rankings, and you look like the best team right now. Um, to what do you attribute your success? Well, every year I, sh- I should have been at top, but <laughs> been plagued by in- injuries. And uh, this year, you know, it's, I don't believe in this these uh, jinxes and all that stuff. So I mean, I just haven't been plagued by my injuries. So I've always drafted the best team. It's just they haven't been able to last all season, and my team's now lasting all season. Well, I appreciate that you said outright you don't believe in jinxes. I think that most people who play fantasy football 
I mean, I don't consider myself superstitious, but I am a little stitious and I, I would be nervous to let those words cross my lips that, that no one's gotten hurt this year. Um, yeah, I mean, your team looks good and you drafted really well. I said this on the draft review last week, but yeah, you, you clearly had a plan and you executed on it really well and, and your team looks good, man. Um, I feel like you and I have a similar draft strategy. You know, we're always going after those running backs early on and then peppering in the wide receivers whenever they're, they're, they're still there, but it's always running back heavy. And I mean, I think you, you've been in this league from since the beginning. Uh, and I think anybody who's been playing fantasy for more than a few years remembers the days of just like you, you had to get at least one stud running back and really you wanted to get two. And you sort of hear like that's not a thing anymore, but, but I think it still is. And obviously McCaffrey has been kind of the cornerstone of your team. And, and he just looks so good. And I love to see him succeed just because I like him as a former Panther. But yeah. Would you call yourself a Panthers fan? Yes, very much so. But this year I am all in for San Francisco. Uh-huh. Like the story of Brock Purdy, um, you know, Christian McCaffrey's on that team. You know, there's, it's just a fun little team to watch. I got friends that like that team. Uh, Austin yeah. used to be a big fan of that team when he was a kid and it kind of, you know, as a kid, those little, those little fan, like it, that rubs off, but yeah, big, big Panthers fan, but man, this year has been, yeah, I'm just focusing on my fantasy league and not the Panthers this year. That's right, man. That's yeah. right. You need this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot it, man. I feel like there was, there was a, probably a, a, about five years where every time that I saw Austin, he was wearing that, like increasingly ratty steve young uh 49ers jersey i forgot about that oh yeah i mean that was the the days of steve young jerry rice and they're battling green bay brett Favre in his early days oh yeah Mm -hmm. yeah dallas was had troy aitman and emmett smith remember it oh yeah good days but yeah going back Um, to the panthers i know before i mean we are making some good moves this right now. We fired our head coach. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. I mean, that was, uh, that was today, basically. What do you, um, what, what's your take on the, the Frank Reich firing 11 year or 11 games into his tenure? I mean, after we came out with a, uh, bad week one, week two, and it was just looking sour. I've just kind of given up on the Panthers for the next five years and <laughs> I can't get my hopes up. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad that we fired him. I mean, I wasn't ever a big fan of him to, to begin with. I was hopeful because he brought in some good coaching staff, but all those guys went away too. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just, I want to see like kind of our reset and focus on building <sighs> Bryce Young's confidence. That would be nice. I mean, I think Bryce is good. Yeah, I, I still think like, Bryce has these little flashes where you're like, this guy can be an NFL quarterback. I also think that the problem the problems with the Panthers go higher than Frank Reich, go higher than the head coach. I mean, for me, when I think of like a dysfunctional sports franchise, basically like sort of the team that pops into my head is always some kind of Northeastern, um, one of these like rust belt sort of like, uh, or new England, like cities where it's cold and it's miserable. And, um, and so you don't you don't think of this little North Carolina team as being a dysfunctional franchise, but I think at this point it's fair to say that the Panthers are. There's just something 
wrong and it might go all the way up to the ownership. I mean, I think Tepper might be kind of a doofus and uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know, dude, I, I want to believe. That's definitely the owner. Ball. It's GM coach, you know, that was it. That's it. That is it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you can see in the last games, Bryce Young just getting kind of rushed and, uh, yeah, I mean, like he's throwing the ball quickly and just rushed because he has no time. So if we get an offensive line, you know, you'll see Bryce some moments right. of right. Bryce Young shining. So yeah, he weighs 190 pounds, and they and they don't have an O line. I mean, I just think just don't even play him. Just put you know Andy Dalton in for a year, and but you know, I guess whatever. Maybe that was one of their many difficult decisions, but. Yeah, that's wild, dude. I, I didn't think that he was going to get fired first year, no matter how poorly they did. And uh, I'm I'm not 100% convinced that that's the right decision. But um, maybe at least yeah. it'll just get some re- rejuvenation and some hope for the future in there. So Yeah, by the time my girls are 10, 12. <laughs> that's right, man. Man, they're teenage yeah. years. You know, they'll, they'll right. have a good team. It will be solid. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, you'll be... <laughs> You'll be walking them down the aisle and saying, "Wow, man, I gotta, I gotta check the Panther score. The Panthers are finally good for the first time since I was six years old." <laughs> Sorry, honey, I gotta, I gotta check the Panther score. Yeah. yeah, um, man. Well, I mean, so what do you, you, you think your team is gonna go all the way? Uh, do, do you, do you think they got, they have what it takes? Oh yeah, I figured we were gonna be having this, uh, you know, little talk and conversation at the end of the season when, you know, we're playing the song. We are the champion. Uh-huh. That's right. I do. I do plan to bring the champion back on. And so I, oh, so we'll I mean, I want to tell you, man, Okay. I genuinely hope, um, well, I'll get to that in a second. I mean, how, so what do you think about your, um, your Brees Hall trade with your dad? Tell us how that went down. Give us kind of the, the, uh, the, 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 in, in the manager's office, how that conversation went. Um, oh, how yeah. much did you guys talk about that at Kylie's wedding? Well, there, there was, there's a lot to this trade, but there's a lot to it in a different way of like that you you wouldn't think. So I had um, was it Matson? Is that his name? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, Gus the uh, bus Edwards. Yeah. Gus uh-huh. Edwards and these guys, I, I just I, I didn't I didn't have much confidence in them, and I was pestering Patrick so hard on trading. Um, you know, I was either trying to throw Romeo Dobbs in there, a Green Bay guy, you know, maybe AJ Dillon. And I, I mean, it was like, I kept, I fed Patrick so many trades and I was trying to get Chris Olave, Olave. Olave, yeah. And I mean, Patrick just kept on sending me screenshots of like trade analysis. Like, this isn't good. This isn't good. (laughs) You know, do better, man. And he'd send me a trade and trying to get, you know, Christian Kirk, Kirk, uh, Kirk, all this stuff. And then all of a sudden I was like, ah, whatever. And just late night, right before I bed, I went to bed. I just like was looking down at other people's teams. And I saw my dad's team. I was like, here, let me just do this real quick. You know, Bryce Hall, let's see if he'll do it. Didn't say anything to him. Next morning it was accepted. Yeah, man. So there was no back channel talking, but it was, there was a lot of talking between Patrick and I. Yeah. Yeah. I got uh, that all sounds above board to me, man. And I did, I warned the league that eventually you were going to come for Brees Hall and, and nobody else did anything smarter than you. So, I mean, it looks like it was a trade that's probably going to work out for both teams because he needed to, he needed some depth and, and you just were trying to 
get ready for your playoff kind of run. So I don't know. It's worked out from the past few weeks, but I, I don't. Yeah. I don't think it'll work out much longer. Uh, yeah, the Jets, if they can just get some semblance of like competency, like Brees will be okay. Yeah, it's yeah. been a rough couple of weeks. I think Brees will do decent. You know, the next few weeks, but yeah, yeah it's. I'm not confident in that trade anymore. Yeah, man. Well, hey, I mean, I think what I was about to say is, so now I have two boys now. And so I think about brotherhood really more than I ever have. I, you know, I grew up with only sisters. And so I, when I just think about the brother dynamic and what makes for a good brother dynamic, the, the closest thing that I had to an older brother growing up was you, right? And as I think as with all good and proper brother relationships, I sort of simultaneously like hate you and love you. <laughs> like I want to see you fail and I admire you and want to see you succeed, you know? So I think that I can say now as an adult who's, who's becoming more kind of self-actualized and, and healthy that I, I genuinely desire to see you uh, win the championship this year. I, I want this for you, man. You've worked <laughs> as hard as anyone and, and you deserve it. So I'm hoping I appreciate that, man. Yeah. yeah. Still remember the 007 NFL Blitz days where we'd get really into the games. and Dude, yes. The only, <laughs> I mean, I've only been in a, in a few, like anything close to being like a, a true fight in my life. <laughs> and one time was when you beat me in NFL Blitz and then started talking trash and I was just like the kid in um, in a Christmas story. It was just like I snapped, and I was like, <laughs> "I'm gonna fight Ryan." I'm so tired. But yeah, dude, I remember some some knockdown, drag out basketball <laughs> games with like you and um, uh, Seth and Ben. Um, God, what was there? Davy, um, Davy, the Davies. That's right, man. And some tough some tough games out in the uh, Annie Jones outfield. So, and I cherish those memories, man. You really were the uh, my. If if I had a big brother, it was you. And, um, and, and I'm, and I'm thankful for that. Yeah. I think I'm a, yeah. Some fun memories, man. Fun memories. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, dude, so, well, okay. Let me ask you this. So what the, I'm, I'm, you're, you're in kind of your office studio space here. What are the posters on your, on your wall? Yeah. So, uh, you can't see this on the podcast, but I can describe them. It's a bunch of, uh, Fun little arts, melty, trippy type yeah. stuff, but they're all concert photo, uh, you know, concert posters. So recently, yeah. um, when you go see like a band like Dead and Company, Fish, Pigeons right. playing ping pong, Big Something, Humphreys McGee, um, during their show they will have like a local artist do a show poster. They have tour mm-hmm. posters and show posters, but. Yeah, I got really into getting uh, some show posters and, you know, I got a bunch, probably like 20, 30 show posters yeah. around. That's um, cool, man. They look awesome. Yeah, they're, they're pretty cool. I like looking at them. What would you, is it, so as, as someone who's an insider, I'm an outsider, I'm not familiar with like the Grateful Dead kind of fish world. Would you, it, would you call that genre? like party bands, like I've heard them called that, but it strikes me that that might be uh, offensive to someone who's really keen to the uh, genre. So what would, what would you call that genre of music? I don't know if I'd call them a party band. I mean, like, you know, Jimmy Buffett, that's, that's a right. party band. Uh, you know, there's a lot more 
you know, but they're called jam bands. So it's, jam band, that's what I'm looking for. It's yeah. like OAR and Jimmy Buffett. That's more like part. Yeah. Yeah. It would be jam, party. jam band. Yeah. Jam band. I mean, you're, you're very much into the, the music, the, the notes, the, you know, them kind of flowing songs together, you know, just the different nuances they play in a different, you know, when they play different, you know, music different songs of theirs. I mean, it's, it's kind of, it's hard to describe. I mean, yeah, there is like a family vibe to it when you're, you know, going to yeah. these shows with your friends and then meeting up with other friends that you've, you know, met through other shows. But yeah, I mean, it's not a huge party, I would say, but right. yeah, you're just, yeah, no jam band really was the into the music. Was, right. Yeah. I mean, and I think, um, yeah, I have a, I had a, a couple other good friends growing up who are definitely like they love Grateful Dead. Um, they, they love Fish, and obviously those bands have a huge like loyal following. What like what would you say is like the um, what, what's like the appeal to you? When 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 did you get into that? It's something I noticed. Yeah, probably I feel like I probably noticed ten years ago. Oh, Ryan really likes this and seems to have a high level kind of understanding, like a mature taste for it. So where did where did that come from? What's your um, What's your jam band testimony, as it were? <laughs> yeah, I mean, when did I get into it? Yeah, that's, I know that in college. When did you get into it? it, in it and did it, Definitely in college. Did it coincide with, with when you started to smoke marijuana? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it actually did not coincide with that. Um, but I, I got into it more in college when, like, we would go to Lincoln Theater and see a couple of these, like, jam bands um, play. And then, you know, a college band was always widespread panic. And I really enjoyed, you know, widespread panic and listening to like all the live shows there. And then my buddy that, uh, moved in with us in college, he was a big fish fan. So talking about fish and I was like, who is this band? And then, you know, just went and saw one show of fish and it was like game over then. Um, you know, and then also the, the vibe of going to like these music festivals and, you know, how fun that was camping out with your buddies and, you know, right. going and seeing music and dancing and then, you know, hanging out, you know, just like, you know, just like a camping vibe with a bunch of people. It was, it was all fun. And then the music that went along with it, and you just kind of start understanding, all right, you know, this is, I mean, you know, they're this is, this is talent right here. I mean, they're, this guy's really good at the guitar right. and like, you know, they're flowing and they're putting hours and hours in the practice, you know, so that they sound really good during these live shows. Mm. I love that, man. Do you have like, well, when was the last time that you went to see a, a show with one? I mean, one of the bigger, I guess, shows. So I went, uh, this summer to fish brought my dad to Wilmington. Oh, nice. What, what was what was Tracy's take on it? Had he been before to? No, that was his first one. I've taken him. I've got him to Whitesford Panic, Fish, and Dead and Company. Uh -huh. um, so Fish, I was there night one for Fish uh, with a couple friends, and then my dad came down for night two in Wilmington. And night two was cut short because of lightning, but yeah. they were really getting into it and really yeah. like just, they found their groove versus night one. They were, there was something off with night one. Trey's ADHD yeah. was like kind of going wild and he couldn't concentrate. It, you could kind of tell in his 
you know, they were all over the place, but night two, they just kind of clicked and, you know, yeah. they were, they were going to bring it and then the lightning hit and yeah, we had to go. So I don't think my dad really liked it too much. Um, but you know, yeah. at least he was keen for going. You get, do you have a crew that you consistently go see these, uh, shows like you got oh, yeah. buddies that are kind of. Yeah, my, my, clo my, my close friends, we're, you know, we're all on top of the, you know, we were all, we all, we all get to like Den and Company. Well, we all try to go to fish. Uh, if it's like, you know, driving down to Charleston, Atlanta, I mean, wherever it is, yeah. fish, we will, you know, Charlotte's easy, you know, things like that. Uh, I think we're what planning is... next summer to go four nights to Delaware to see fish play up there. It's going to be Delaware. Nice. What, it, um, has it, does Elisa go like, nah, she nah, into it? no, nah. it's not her thing. She appreciates, uh, she really likes Grateful Dead, um, listening to it. She likes it as like some background music, but yeah, it's, it's, she doesn't like getting stuck for three hours at a, in one place and not right. like being able to leave. Uh -huh. Um, she's uh -huh. been to a couple of fish shows, but yeah, it's not her cup yeah. of tea. So yeah, I feel that. Yeah, there's like uh, when it when I you, you go to like a three hour concert where you're just like loving it and and really like the music is connecting with you and there are like few better experiences I think in sort of the human experience but you get stuck at a concert that's three four hours long where it's just like not your thing and and I'm always like I, I gotta get out of here like I, I hate this so much so <laughs> yeah it is yeah it's gotta there's gotta be an, an enjoyment there so this reminds me uh you know, if Jamie's listening, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, like I was listening to this song the other day and I was like, man, I bet Jamie could cover this pretty well. Um, I know he gets a lot of requests and that's so I'm not, this isn't a request, but look it up, Jamie, uh, broke down palace by a uh, great grateful dead. So great song. I feel like you could play it pretty good and sing it too. All right, Jamie, that's our, yeah, we get Jamie to cover it and that could be our theme song for the podcast next season. Let's... If you win, God, that'd be so fitting. <laughs> We get Jamie to cover that song. It's Ryan's not really an upbeat song, but yeah. <laughs> That's all right. We find we'll find a little sample in there that works for the intro to the podcast. And um, is John Mayer? John Mayer was here solo a few months ago in Charlotte. Is he still? Uh, is he playing with with? Is it Dead and Co that he plays with or Grateful? I mean, I don't know the. Yeah. And know. Um, how is he received from within that community? Are people like this guy's an imposter, or? Um, no, they're not like he's an imposter. They're just like, oh, John Mayer, you know, don't compare him to Jerry. You know, it's uh -huh. dead and companies, dead and slow. You know, John, like, doesn't, he, he really can't get, you know, deep in some of these songs and hit it. But, I mean, I'm a big John Mayer fan because of uh, dead and company. Um, yeah. Big old crush on John Mayer. His, his voice, yeah. him singing. Yeah, it's dead and slow. They're not, you know, as upbeat as uh, Grateful Dead. But, uh -huh. you know, they, every song's slower. But, yeah, John, I like John's little elements he throws in there. It's yeah, it's I mean, nice. He's, an, he's incredible as a, as a musician, man. So Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, my last question, this is something I've been curious about for a couple of years. But I know I think I noticed your um, it probably was when we switched to Sleeper and your username on Sleeper was Ryan Icholas. What it what is the Icholas thing, dude? Where, where does that come from? So it's the. Iculus is from the Helping Friendly book. Did you ever look it up? No. Well, I <laughs> guess I never. I, I think I probably did Google it. Um, so, Matt, so that goes back to what we were talking about, you know, 
it was uh it's a fish reference right i remember okay i do remember looking up the fish connection yeah you know it's um Aculus was it's so trey wrote this uh thesis in college and it's just like this weird uh thesis about this man who went to um this world of game hinge and I, we don't have time to go really into it but <laughs> you know Aculus yeah. was like kind of the all-knowing person in uh you know, in game hinge. And yeah, I just kind of put that name. Just adopted that as your, your avatar. And, um, and this year, at least it's, uh, it's proven true. So there you go. But yeah, well, tell us, um, yeah, tell, tell us what's going on with you, dude. Like how's your, how's your family? What are you doing for work now? Are you still, you're not a red hat anymore, right? We, we were still, we're still a red hat, still a red hat. Um, Uh just, so just adding on, like, you know, what I'm doing, working from home, um, you know, Red Hat's just kind of a good fit, not ready to move on. There's so many changes in home life. You know, I got kid on right. the way in March. Um, yeah. I added 10 chickens to the house. we got a puppy now. Uh, so two dogs, you know, the girls are growing up. So just, you got yeah. a lot of living creatures that you're responsible for. When you oh, yeah. say added 10 chickens, did, is that you went from zero to 10? Oh yeah. Zero or to you 10. Went from, zero okay. to 10. All right. So you, all right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And a quarter acre lot. So I mean, they're, they're they live right next yeah. to us. Yeah. Uh, I go out in the back <laughs> and you know, I can, I can hear them and I'm like morning ladies. Yeah. Uh huh. Have you named your, all 10 of your chickens? Oh yeah. So we, uh, we, Elise and I had a theme for all of them. Um, you know, Chardonnay, Cabernet, Champagne. And then we, we had a, a bunch of others named after, you know, alcoholic uh-huh. drinks. But yeah, the girls uh-huh. kind of jumped in there and were like, no, this is pumpkin. That's stormy, <laughs> rosy, yeah. ruby. Um, I got a, um, I'm, I'm blanking on one, but yeah, Sky. Yeah. Uh-huh. Maybe guys I named met, met in the middle there. Yeah. Parents got a few names in and then the girls, yeah, took the naming rights. Yeah. Only one of the chickens is the house love though. It's uh Chardonnay. I mean, uh, champagne Tessa will like, uh, my y- youngest will pick it up kind of, it just lets her hold, like cradle it and she'll just walk around the house and, um, out in front of the house, down the street, just holding this chicken. The neighbors are probably like, what's, this child doing with the chicken and she this just sings child. and whispers to it the chicken just that's loves awesome. it it starts purring almost that's awesome man i love that um nice dude and and, and so yeah baby due in march do you guys know boy or girl for that so, one oh yeah so uh it's a boy everyone, all right yeah. how do you feel I, everyone on the podcast all right in the league it's a boy i was super excited i yelled i jumped i mean I would have been fine with the girl. It just felt like the age difference between my two older girls and, you know, this new baby, we were ready for a boy and I got that boy and super excited. Um, his name's going to be August, Augie. And yeah. I love that, dude. I'm stoked. I was stoked. Fun, man. But I was screaming Fun. and my neighbors in the back definitely came up to the fence and were like, are you okay? Are you okay? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Um, and how's, how's Alyssa feeling? Is she doing all right? Getting bigger every day. And I've, <laughs> I've told her this a couple of times and it's not gone on well. 
You would think on my third child I would have learned my lesson, but no. I I like to push buttons and <laughs> yeah, I've uh, pushed that button a couple times, and she's like, I don't know why you had to say that. I was like, mm-hmm. babe. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. It's um. Yeah, you're walking on a uh, thin ice there. Yeah. But as a husband, I feel like you got to do it. You have to yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I I need to put more of a filter. I put the dog in the trash can the other day and um, first showed the girls and they thought it was funny and they wanted to show mom and uh, Elisa comes up and I'm like, babe, I want to open that trash can. There's, there's something nasty in there. And she goes, what is it? I was like, just open and find out. She opens it and the dog looks at her and I didn't think she was going to get scared, but she screamed. It's like, you don't scare a pregnant lady. You don't scare. So you got to do better with my good prank, man. Yeah, that's just a good prank in my book. So, yeah, but it's scary um, when they're pregnant. <laughs> man, yeah. Well, we'll. I mean, we'll be. Um, yeah, keeping that, keeping that approaching due date in mind, and those of us who pray, be praying for you and the health of the baby. And oh yeah. Oh, before we go to, um, or before we get off this topic of pregnancy. So, uh, you know, I think Zan mentioned it that you know, you you said that everyone's having kids, but it wasn't him. I've had two dreams now of Zan. Zan pregnant. Zan himself is pregnant. <laughs> Walking around uh-huh. like, like you know, we're like drafting and, you know, we're all like rubbing his belly and saying, oh, oh. Zan. <laughs> it's kind of a weird dream, but I don't That's know. I feel man. like could, I've had probably. it the past uh, couple weeks because they were, you guys were talking about it on the podcast. I'm sure he'll be glad to hear that, man. We could, yeah, we could probably dig into the uh, the deeper meaning there, the the symbolism there. But, um, <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, um, yeah, and, and you're redoing the, uh, the the floors with all these other living creatures that you got to oh, take care of too, man. So you guys are in the thick of it. It's a tradition when Elisa's pregnant. I have to do a huge house project. Okay. So that when all she right. hits nesting phase. I then have to complete this project before she kills me. Oh, um, that's um, <laughs> so I've done, I kind of like I've that. I've done man. floors every time, and so yeah, we're we're doing the second story hardwood floors and putting in hickory floors, and yeah, Elisa definitely is going to get into like this nesting phase to where she wants everything organized and it's going to be a chaotic mess, and then it gives me motivation to finish it, I guess. So nice, it's, it's a little weird dynamic, but no, I kind of yeah. like that. She allowed yeah, it to happen the, the last two times. She allowed it to happen this time, but she's going to then be like, I don't know why we did this. This was a bad idea. Uh huh. Yeah. It's going to give you a strong impetus to finish up. It shows her that you are with her in that, that nesting desire. Yeah. yeah. And you've got the, yeah, the, 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 the strongest motivation possible to get it done quickly. So I think that's pretty great actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, well, I want to bring it full circle. Um, I just want to—I want to ask you when you texted us, probably week three, late at night, late on a Sunday night. I give up. Where? What was going through your your head and your heart at that moment? And and how? Where Where have you been since then? It feels like you were in the valley, and now you're at, you're at the the mountaintop. So, although you did you did send a message on Sunday that said this is this is my low point as a manager so well all right this last sunday that was just because i was making bad decisions i 
you know, Cooper Cup, did I want to, like, he was kind of ankle hurt. Did I want to sit him? Not. Then, like, I decided to sit him and play Dobbs, but then I, you know, thought, all right, no, he's he's healed. He's practicing full. Let me put him in, and I put him in instead of Terry. And, yeah, it was just some bad moves on that part. Um, mm-hmm. But that low point on, like, was it week two, week three? Uh, I mean, to be honest, I didn't have much confidence in my, like, you know, in my team and what I drafted this year. I just, I didn't really, I wasn't really feeling it. Uh, with the week uh-huh. one, week two, I was like, man, I don't know. I feel like I didn't, besides Christian, I was like, I feel like I didn't get any, you know, just studs. And yeah. I mean, I, DJ Moore is a stud, but I was like, man, Justin Fields can't throw the ball. What are we going to do? But, you know, he's such a stud that, you know, he's, he's, he's catching those balls from uh, Justin Fields and, you know, Dak. Yeah. He wasn't showing it week one and two. And I was like, is this going to be another one of those Dak years? I mean, he, he's got it in him to do it. That's why I drafted him. And then, yeah. So it came, it all came around. I was yeah, just, yeah. Well, it was a slow start. It was a slow start. You're humming along now, man. Yeah, maybe some of that too was like you know frustration with the Panthers. I was I've had some high hopes for them. Uh-huh, we yeah, wanted to, yeah, right? Very high hopes, <laughs> yeah. and yeah. oh man. Uh huh. Yeah, that was when it was. Yeah, it was. It was. It only took about two weeks to figure out that it was going to be a tough season there. So yeah, Lisa just doesn't well, dude, understand a... why I can't choose a different team. She's like, they're always bad. Why can't you choose a different team? I was like, babe, that's not how it works. That's not. That's not the way it is. If they're bad, then then I hurt with them. Yeah. Um, well, I, I say this to everybody on the podcast, but is there anybody that you want to take a shot at or any message that you want to put out there into the uh, into the ether? Are you just going to stay uh, humble? and? Just... No, I mean, there's one. It's uh, someone that was like, you know, solid number four in the league that might not make it to the playoffs. And I'm like, right. what is he doing? He, Dude, he was taking shots team. all all during this podcast saying like oh no one trade with ryan try watch out for the ryan trades and it killed my trade status early on yeah so i mean gosh dude i mean i don't know i don't know if i believe in karma but um but if if there's such a thing as karma then it is coming home to roost for me in a major way right now man i my team is just collapsing yeah so i'm sorry i'm sorry i'll do my best not to undermine your your trade um prowess and future weeks and future seasons but um yeah dude i i'm i'm a huge believer in the fact that every good fantasy league needs a villain and i appreciate that you have taken up that mantle with with confidence with courage and um yeah i i really i want to see you win man i think you're you're the guy that in this fantasy league we all love to hate but in real life, we just love to love, man. We, I'm, I'm glad you're part of this league, and I do love you, and, and, and thankful to have had you, have you as a big brother, and um, yeah, I love so, you too, Trev. I, I hope you pull it off this season, man. Yeah, I hope so too, man. <laughs> All right, man. I'm gonna go, dude. Good luck. Good luck, brother. Yeah, we'll. Uh, I hope. I hope to meet you in the playoffs after you enjoy your bye week. Yeah. Uh, if, if I just come limping into the playoffs and get annihilated by by you or somebody, so yeah, my my week seventeen now, no week sixteen. Uh, Christian McCaffrey's playing the Baltimore Ravens, and I'm like, uh huh, they got a tough, yeah. 
I appreciate that you've already looked ahead, man. Yeah, <laughs> God, that just shows you're 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 operating on a different level this season, and I love that, dude. So, all right, man. All right, well, you have a good, good night. luck. Go punch you in the eye. Go Ryan Howe. This is your year. Get to, get your name on that trophy. Yeah, punch you in the eye. That's another fish reference right there. Punch you. In the eye. <laughs> I think I, I think I looked that up too at some point <laughs> when you picked that name. So, all right, man. We'll talk to you soon. Later, brother. All right, take care.